This show was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, Hawke's Bay's community access radio station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for enabling us to put Hawke's Bay voices on air. The Gay Agenda is proudly supported by funding from the Rural Foundation. The Rural Foundation seeks to advance the health, well-being and visibility of LGBTQI New Zealanders. For more information about the Rural Foundation, check out their website at www.ruralfoundation.nz. This is Phoebe at The Gay Agenda, and today we're talking to Brianna from The Rainbow Perspective Show. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. I'm enjoying the fact that we're not subject to too much rain today. <laughs> yes, it is a bit of a break from all of that, isn't it? Also, happy Pride Month, because it's just the 1st of June today, so celebrating Pride. Not really in New Zealand, though, but, you know. I'm actually noting that there's been quite considerable effort in comparison to previous years. My awareness is far greater. Yeah, it's um, brilliant. I'd have to put a great um, commendation out to the library community for their efforts this month, especially. Yeah, they've got some great events on, like with the, um, I know Coke, I can't remember their, their full name, the drag queens that do readings and stuff for the littlies. I think that's really cool. It was a lovely night. It was really fun. Oh, bro, um, I wish I could have gone. And I know on the, um, shameless plugging here, I know on the 18th of June at the library they have a poetry slam, which I'm going to attend uh, with um, great enthusiasm because uh, it'll be wonderful to hear the um, authorship of our community spoken for a change. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you know many people who are going? Uh, no, I'm as... I have acclaimed I'm relatively new to the community in general, mm-hmm. and so it's, a, it's going to be a neat voyage to discover who is out there. Yeah, that's awesome. So do you want to um, tell me a bit about yourself, because we've only just kind of met on the discussion of doing the show, so yeah. Well, I, there's a part of me that feels a little bit like a, a usurper of a situation. <laughs> um, my circumstances were uh, rather unexpected and a position of somewhat notoriety was upon me without really any consideration. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I spent most of my life repressing and suppressing and ignoring, and the story itself is available on my podcast. (laughs) The failing, if you say, or shall we say, the closure of my marriage gave me an opportunity to reinvent and reflect on who I truly was. Mm. And when I say reinvent, I don't mean construct somebody new for the sake of ego, but simply to put the real me in the world rather than the one that's been thrashing around for years. Gotcha. Um, (laughs) I am 59 years old. I now live in the quietude of my own home and with the company of my cat occasionally, which she chooses to deign to. Give me her present. As cats uh, are prone to doing, yeah. <laughs> my goal in the remainder of my life, for however long that is, is to bring community, a sense of community and connection to our rainbow group. That's brilliant. Um, I stepped out of the wor- into the world for the first time in authenticity and realised that whilst there was a great deal of attention being paid to those under the certain ages of around 24, say, who were still delicate.
delicate to some degree or growing or developing or building confidence in our community, there was very little going on for those greater aged mm. who needed um, exactly the same amount of attention in many cases. Because yeah. There's a great deal of isolation. Especially and considering, like, looking back, there was a lot more um, prejudice and things like that against it, so there's also that stigma to deal with as well. Well, this is right, and the thing is that the higher into the age groups you go, it is unre- unfortunately more likely that you will find intolerance. It may not be as stated as vociferously, but it's definitely there, and that's because the connection to older ways, older belief systems, etc., etc., is far deeper in, the, in that in those groups. Mm. Um, I've I've certainly found, however, that the Hawke's Bay has an extremely accepting or willing to learn nature inherent with it. And mm. I think the more we expose <laughs> no no that sounds a bit weird. Expose <laughs> who we are as human beings mm. to those to the world, the more they understand that we're actually no different to other people. We just choose to live slightly more diversely in some way or other. Yeah. And it's yeah, I do I found that as well with living in the Hawks Bay. I haven't had any challenges with being myself or any like flat, like I've had a little bit, but not nearly as much as other people have um, experienced and stuff like that. It was actually quite funny. The other day I was standing in a, in a gas station in a rather large forecourt, and it was a busy time of day. And whilst I was filling up my car, a young man on a bicycle was riding past, and he looked at me and yelled out, You're a dude! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I laughed. And I looked back at him and I said, well, kind of. Isn't it wonderful? <laughs> and he, I think he kind of did a wobble and almost fell off. <laughs> oh, Which made me laugh because it's the defensive strategies that many people, because of previous um, oppression or retaliation, have taken over many years, that cause it, it's that defensive stance. It's a bit like when you fight in karate, converse, con- contrastingly, you're fighting in Tai Chi. In karate, you you block with force. Mm. In Tai Chi, you turn and let the energy of the opponent take them wherever in a defensive move. And what I'm trying to do is to mirror that. Mm. Um, if you can make humorous, if you can have a, a solid internal knowledge of who you are, then nothing that comes near you is going to penetrate in and cause angst or hurt or whatever. Mm. And so when somebody says something that you could interpret as mean, you can deflect it. Yeah. And the deflection saves you and perhaps redirects the attention of the person delivering it in such a way that you end up with a change in their mindset. That's a really cool way of thinking about it. Well, I spent... In 2017, I, I was uh, an opportunity came to my attention, um, just ad lib from my ex-wife. And she said, hey, this might do you some, some good. <laughs> <laughs> I was struggling. I really was most of my life struggling with who the hell I was. Mm. Um, and I went up to, to, to Taruna, which is the school on the top of the hill in Adlock North, yes. to meet a gentleman by the name of Peter Coey, who was the... He 
doctor of Chinese medicine and a master of Qigong, which is the underlining practice of many martial art forms. Wow. Now, it doesn't have, in truth, a fighting form, but what it does do is it trains the mind, the body, and the, and the energy, the spirit, to be strong and to be deflective and to be balanced and to be many things. Um, I spent a weekend with him and then trained with that knowledge for two years. And then in 2019, I was, I was presented with the opportunity through good fortune to go for a month in, to a school in Bali in the city of Ubud, where we spent 30-odd days immersed in a class of 35, including four teachers, wow. learning the ways of Qigong at their Certificate One level. What that taught me was many things about myself that I didn't understand, wow. um, which I then took away and, and worked with and worked on. Um, but one of the most important ones is that we all must come from a place of love to survive and that combat direct force is never going to solve any problem. That reminds me of a film I just saw recently, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Which is a kung well, fu movie, <laughs> but it, it was what? Sorry, uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh yes, I've just I've actually watched bits of it so far. <laughs> I haven't quite got through it yet. Oh, it's brilliant! It's like honestly one of my favourite movies. And it, yeah, they all talk about um, it's a it's like a kung fu movie, but it's also um, one of the characters is very much about how he uses love to get through life, and that's his power. And I thought that was really powerful. Well, it was quite interesting. I was listening to somebody speak about themselves yet the other day. I have um, a great awareness of many things that I've discovered. It's all very much in my mindset at the moment, but I hear people speaking negatively about themselves in public and just muttering it to themselves quietly many mm. times. And what, I, what we forget is that our inner child's ears are listening and our heart is listening. And when we speak ill of others or when we speak ill of ourselves, we're actually doing ourselves great damage mm. um, because the heart is pure love and from that perspective um, where all this ties into my new position in, the, in my life is that the only way we can ever accept who we are is to start from a place of love and if we start that if we start from there then not only do we learn how to accept all aspects of ourselves, the dark and the light, and love it regardless, as we would a child, but we also then can take that same level of engagement, acceptance, of tolerance, of forgiveness, of understanding to the, the world around us. Wow, yeah. And so many people live a life of duplicity. They, they, they present a sense of self-acceptance, but there is a great battle going on underneath. Mm. And unfortunately, that battle belies itself. You see it many times. Yeah, yeah, it's a constant uh, thing you'll go through throughout life, I reckon. Self-acceptance is, like, people who can fully do that are are incredible to me. <laughs> I um, am inspired by those, much like yourself, who, mm. who have, that, have reached that level of attainment. Yeah. But the main thing is that if we all have a simple attitude that I'm okay, you're okay, it's a stupid saying that came out of a book many years ago. Oh, that one, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it is true mm. that we have the capacity
capacity to create con- connection mm. far greater than we have disconnection. It's easy to shun somebody, but it's very hard to bring them in. Yeah. And yet, when you, I know that that sounds like a contradiction of what I've said. It's hard within us to bring them in because we are full of fear, we are full of concern and, and potential um, worry that they may cause affront or they may frighten us or they may do something that will challenge us. Mm. But in actuality, and this is again one of the goals of my enterprise with the Rainbow Perspective, is to create a greater awareness of the of the, um, the similarities between us and try to allow the differences to exist mm. but not focus on the differences because it's focused on the differences that has created most of the discord and disharmony in our world. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> there's not what I expected when I was when I was thinking of this interview and stuff, but it's brilliant. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> it's quite interesting that I was blessed um, to meet through the Hawke's Bay Rainbow Choir. A member came to me one day and said, "Hey, look, there's a person down in Wellington. I think you'd really enjoy talking to. It's a 19 year old uh, person." who is studying philosophy mm. and who has a great passion for singing. And I thought, oh, oh great. So anyway, uh, an hour and four, 40 minutes later, we decided that I, well, I decided I needed to uh, <clears throat> uh, have some rest and um, just sort of mull over what we've been talking about. But one of the things that it, it left me with is a deep sense of, of faith that the integrity of intelligence and of... of um, honourable behaviour of ethical and moral concern has not departed just because the generations have become more attendant to things like technology. Mm. There are minds out there that are thinking very deeply not just about how to make the next iPhone. Yeah. And it's, it was such a pleasure to speak to this person and I am actually going to interview them myself in one of my radio shows, hopefully. Oh, brilliant. Because... The other aspect to all of it is the age difference where <clears throat> somebody like myself, I'm 59 years old and then I'm talking to a 19-year-old, that 40 years of age gap can be a huge chasm mm. or it can be a wonderful view to look over whilst you shout and you shout ideas across the void and then you realise that the void is growing smaller and smaller until the point where you're actually just standing on the sidewalk, mm. sidewalk chatting. And um, that was the experience I had with this person and it was wonderful it was really wonderful and it's that it's that process that is most important now yeah that's really that's awesome that's really cool <laughs> i like I, yeah i love talking to i love doing this because i love talking to people from all different walks of life and stuff like that and finding out about what they've gone through and what their perspectives are on things and stuff like that so yeah i find it really interesting especially when you get age gaps or different genders and all sorts of things, you know? It's just intriguing. Yeah, I mean, I had a, an opportunity to, to bring creative... I, I was trying very much in, in establishing the choir mm. um, to bring creativity into, into people's lives in a different way because a lot of people will sing in the shower, they'll sing in the car, <laughs> their favourite songs, and they have a very strong self or internal critic and they won't allow themselves to share what talent they have. Now, you don't... I mean, the point is that in singing, especially in larger groups, 
you don't have to be great at it. You actually just have to have heart, and, if, and hopefully you can keep in tune. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and remember the words and all the rest of it. No, but look, when I started with Make the Gospel um, myself, it was a big step to walk into a room presenting as me into what was predominantly a 40s-plus age group. Mm. Um, I'm pretty sure it challenged some people, and that's okay, but um, life is un- it's unavoidable that we will challenge people in our lives no matter what we do or who we are. Mm. But what I found was that there was a deep sense of community simply because you were doing something creative together. The moment you stand up and sing, it's a completely different mechanism operating within you that deflects or divert. Uh, um, it puts aside the... the intellectual stuff and brings out the heart of the person, mm. especially when we sing in alternative languages because the cognitive side of your process is gone. What got you into singing? <sighs> I went with a friend one day to an African drumming group that meets at Waiheke, the art centre. Huh. <laughs> that wasn't what I was expecting. <laughs> No, it's, it's, look, the, honestly, the wheels that turn, the chain of events that got me from the very sta- earliest, sta- earliest stages stepping out into the world mm. um, to now are quite remarkable <laughs> and yet probably mundane in some eyes, I don't know. The, I went to this group and I loved it. Mm. So I went out and bought myself a drum, which is typical of an ADHD area. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, I thought, right, I'm getting into this. Boats and all. Bought a drum, turned up the next week. By which stage, um, and I was kind of pretty low-key at that point. Mm. The leader of the drum group looked at me and kind of said to herself, there's something different about you, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, long story short, one day I turned up in a, in a, in a maxi skirt and a, love, and a white uh, embroidered top. And it happened to coincide with the day that she, her partner, was having his birthday. And she said, why don't you come along? Mm. So I nipped out to New World and bought a cake and turned up. And lo and behold, there were not only members of the drumming group there, but there were also a significant number of members of the Nature Gospel Choir who were very good friends of theirs. Mm. Lovely bunch of people, all very, very diverse. And um, we were standing around, and then Ross, the leader of the Nature Gospel Choir, which is also this, he's also this lady's partner, um, said, come on, guys, let's, have a, let's sing a few songs. So up they stood, and away we warbled. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, wow, this is really cool. I haven't sung in a choir since I was in my teens at college. Mm. And then puberty got in the way and all the rest of it. You know, <laughs> voices changed, and confidence changed. And yep. apart from a few jaunts into some operatic stuff in Auckland when I was in my it kind of put it, was put in a box. Anywho, so I had a ball and I thought about it more and more and then um, kept going to drumming and then one night I thought, no, bugger it, I'm going along. So off I trotted to choir, a denim skirt and a little pink top <laughs> and my little black shoes on. Nice. <laughs> I walked in the door and that was it. <laughs> um... So that really started me on the journey, and it was fun because we just, bang! And I realized um, I was also in the process of getting some coaching with a, a lovely lady called Robin 
from a, um, a, a voice coaching service, if you like, called Well Spoken, mm. who's local in the area. And she was helping me to realise not a more feminine voice, but the real, the real voice within me by changing how I speak. Mm. And in the consequence of that, that also affected how I sang. And I found my, I found that up until that point, I spoke and and when I did sing in the shower <laughs> with a very restricted voice. And this allowed me to open my voice up, and it was wonderful. It was really neat. So it created greater enthusiasm, and it's just barrel rolls since then. And then I thought about it, and I thought I've experienced some pretty remarkable things in how I've opened up just through this simple act. Wow. Let's see what we can do. And as in my interview with Ross the other day, he said, you know, he'd been wanting to start a new choir from scratch. And that's the Rainbow Choir, I'm assuming. Yes. yes. And I came along and I said to him, one day, Ross, I've got this idea. Mm. Will you help me with it? And he said, yes. So we're fledgling and we're small, but we are, and we are always looking for new members, both allies we don't care what flavour. <laughs> As Ross very kindly said and very, very deep, uh, truly said, we are all on that rainbow in some colour, shape or form. Yeah, I agree with that. And I just love that about him. That, that, that acceptance is probably one of the foundations of why I liked him when I first met him and why I was confident enough to ask him and felt and appreciated his capacities enough to do it. Mm. So we started singing and... I won't crow too deeply about it because it's not my doing, but the joy I felt when I saw people start to open up a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more each time we met and sang was a, was wonderful. And we've had visitors from the Nature Gospel Choir come in to bolster numbers just to give people a sense of what it's like, mm. just being in slightly larger groups. And that in itself is part of the process of the stitching of the fabric. Yeah. How many members are there at the moment? Um, well, I'm actually curious. We have our next meeting at 12.30 on Saturday at Ross's home, mm-hmm. and I'm expecting we may see a couple of new members this weekend. Um, at this point, I believe we are nine or ten. It's only small, mm-hmm. but everything takes time and confidence, um, safety, um Trust are the watchwords for this group. Yeah. And as a consequence, um, people will peek out their curtains and look, and then they'll go back inside, and then they'll peek out again and look, Mm. and they'll get intrigued, and then one day they'll actually walk out and have a look over the fence and see what you're actually doing. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's very Hawke's Bay. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Mm. And the concept, you know, I I kind of hope that people are doing that. Mm-hmm. I know we've got, I'm, I'm pretty certain we've got at least one new person arriving on Saturday, which is great, because in small numbers, the addition of one extra voice is a huge, um, a huge contribution to the sound. Um, and I'm hoping that we grow. Mm. If people want to get, join, how, how do they go about doing that? Um, the Hawks Bay Rainbow Choir has its own Facebook page. Cool. They can also. Uh, make contact through Radio Kidnappers or they can go to the Rainbow Perspective. Mm -hmm. Uh, That is a Facebook page. The Hawks Bay Rainbow Choir has its own closed or private group as well. But if anybody wants to reach me, they can message me on either of the two Facebook pages. 
I'm also also available through the <laughs> Rainbow Perspective HB mm-hmm. at gmail.com. They can email me. Brilliant. Um, I choose not to give out my phone number at this point in time. Fair but, enough. Um, <laughs> you know, just everyone needs to be confident that they're safe. Mm, yeah. But having said that, in time I will probably establish some additional contact by phone. But, yeah, so, yeah, we're there. <laughs> Easy to find. Okay. And um, don't be afraid, you know, I, I encourage anybody that's listening that's interested, don't be afraid to turn up. Mm. We do. I do meet through telephone calls people before we give out the address of the location. Yep. Simply because vetting is part of the trust, the trust situation. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, everybody's welcome. I mean, if you're in the community directly and you want to bring mum or dad or a sister or a friend, mm-hmm. great. Do it. Awesome. You know. <laughs> so we're about to wrap up our time together. Is there anything else you want to add before we go? No. Do you have any other questions? I have other questions, but it's all good, I think. Yeah, we, we, we went off on like our good little tangents, which are always brilliant in these things, so that's all good. <laughs> no, well, yeah. Excuse me, I can be a little bit No, no, you're but... fine. I love it when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, look, thank you for the opportunity to talk with you today. No worries. Really when, when's your show on? When can people listen to your Friday show? Friday at 3 p.m. on the radio station. Mm-hmm. Um, the first and second episodes are now available for download mm-hmm. or live play, if you like, online or streaming. Awesome. Um, from radiokidnerpers.org.nz. Brilliant. Thank you for that. Um, yeah. Cool. It was real good talking to you, Brianna. Thank you very much for the opportunity, Phoebe. It's been lovely to meet you. Yeah, good to meet you too. Thank you. The Gay Agenda is proudly supported by funding from the Rural Foundation. The Rural Foundation seeks to advance the health, well-being and visibility of LGBTQI New Zealanders. For more information about the Rural Foundation, check out their website at www.ruralfoundation.nz. This show was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, Hawke's Bay's community access radio station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for enabling us to put Hawke's Bay voices on air.